Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. I think it is, at least. But it's not just any bay. It's a Baywatch, because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Michael Eisen. And I'm Morgan Thrapp. And uh, guess what? It's yet another special episode. Again? That's right. Those are the weirdest opening waves you've ever done. Um, this and, is the only time no you could reason, hear them. This is a special episode. This is the only time you've ever heard them. Uh, well, we're recording live. Yeah, I hear him on the edit, but uh, Discord's like noise filtering usually clips them right out. But you heard that one? Um, I did. I did hear that one. Oh, you. Oh, it's you don't exist. Fine. It's it's object permanence, <laughs> but like audio. Absolutely. But yes, speaking of, we've got for part two of vacation, which is what we're talking about tonight. We've brought back uh, part two of Valerie on the second episode of this here part two series with two parts. That is one way to say it. Thank you. (laughs) Valerie, since we we did bring back part two of you, uh, which part of your body is part one? (laughs) That is my left femur. Ah, excellent choice. Yeah. Okay. And now we have everything else. Uh, If you need a femur, uh, contact Valerie. She'll, she's, she's got one laying around. <laughs> uh, Val, I gotta say, I'm, I'm great. I only watched this episode twice, so. Only, okay. But uh, yeah. I loved it. Really? I loved it better than part one. And you know how I felt about part one. I really liked it, even though you did Yeah, didn't. I believe you gave it like a, like a negative zero or something. <laughs> no. No, no, I, I think, think I gave it a, a seven, seven out of ten. Yeah, yes, seven out of ten. Wow, uh, and this one's even better. This one was actually this episode gave me anxiety. Like that doesn't sound like huh. a good thing. No, it's a it's a good thing. Uh, okay. It's like when you're watching a scary movie and it makes you feel afraid, Ooh. and it's like mm. you want to feel that, right? That's what I felt watching this. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't know since, uh, as Morgan will attest, I am a scaredy cat. This is true. I'm scared of uh, everything. I mean, I guess feeling anxious and scared is better than what I feel during most Baywatch episodes, which is a little bit bored and kind of annoyed. So, <laughs> wow, yeah, Morgan. Might be an interesting change, wow. change so, of pace. Uh, to our dear fans, uh, this is just further proving the fact that there's only one person on this podcast who likes this show. And it's not us. It's it's Valerie. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, it's it's, it's me. Because um, Mor- Morgan does this to uh, hurt himself and pain himself, and I do this bit. as the reward, sort of. I a painful. I did watch this episode two times as well, both the remaster and the slightly earlier remaster. And, Whoa! Uh, I gotta say, it does not improve on second viewing. Um, I only watched it, doesn't it get once. Worse. But there's there's not much further down for it to go, in my opinion. So you didn't develop any like new theories or anything like that. No, not really. I actually uh, skipped through large portions of it where I could remember that what was going to happen for a while was we were going to intercut between a bunch of quick scenes that didn't really matter. Morgan, I rely on you to tell me everything that happens, though. Uh, That's true. I did take notes. Okay, because I I saw the episode once without taking notes. Um. 
and then, you know, went through it a second time to take notes. But there were a lot of parts of the episode that you could just kind of ride the fast forward button on. But uh, I suppose I suppose we should uh, get into talking about guest actors then. Well, I mean, first, before we talk about guest actors, we got to talk about first. This episode was, again, written by David Braff. No relation to Zach. And directed <laughs> by Gus Traconis. No relation to someone else uh and it was aired <laughs> february 1st 1993 so guest stars so we have one actor that was not in the last episode and that is stephanos uh milts milts and i say it like i'm speaking yiddish and <laughs> he plays the first mate in this episode but he's also firstly been in some other things for example he was in Waxwork 2, Lost in Time, where he plays Frankenstein's monster. Um, now, you might be imagining or saying, why would Frankenstein's monster be in a movie called Waxwork? Um, that's a great question. You see, this is a sequel because there's two at the end. But Waxwork mm. 2 is a sequel to Waxwork 1, where a wax museum owner uses his horror exhibits to unleash evil on the world. Ooh, and then um, they also then made Waxwork 2, which is a couple must use a portal through time to defeat evil, which doesn't feel like it fits with the wax world uh, world. Uh, but David Carradine's in it. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that I mean, I guess that's, that's something I guess that's cool. Uh, he was also in Best of the Best two as stavros now of course again given that there's a number two here it is a sequel to best of the best number one which stars eric roberts and james earl jones and the plot of that is a team from the united states is going to compete against korea in a taekwondo tournament the team consists of fighters from all over the country and they overcome their rivalry and work together to win Ooh, uh and best of the best two is the Coliseum is the fighting arena owned by the champion, Brackus. Now, after the death of their friend, Tommy Lee and Alex Grady want revenge. Now, unfortunately, it's not Tommy Lee nor Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, oh. But Meg Foster is in this for some reason. And Wayne Newton All right. for some reason. Um, which, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> now, another person I want to talk about is Daphne Chung. And Daphne has was in our last episode as well. Uh, her name is apparently Volana, but I don't think they ever n- named this character. Do you I don't know? think so. Yeah. This seems very uh, classic Baywatch, where they're like, here's a woman, and she's got a name, and they never mm-hmm. say the name. So how would we know the name? Right? So, yeah. And she's been in a bunch of things. She was in Ali G in the house. Uh, I'm sure she played some racist role in that. Um, Almost certainly. Yeah. And then she was in a bunch of like Kung Fu movies. But what I want to talk about is how she was in a Doctor Who episode called The Pyramid at the End of the World, which was a Peter Capaldi episode, which wasn't bad. But you know Mm. what is bad? Doctor Who. Let's talk about it. (laughs) So, Morgan, have you listened at all to any rants for me about Doctor Who? I have. You have. Okay. Now, let me tell you about Doctor Who. The Flux. Um, Doctor Who The Flux is the most recent season of Doctor Who, and it's very bad. 
And what happens is the doctor says, there's something called the flux. And that's that's sure. that's the plot. So <laughs> this thing is destroying the universe. Now, let me let me add a little bit more more plot here. So in Doctor Who, apparently there's all along been a secret group called the division now the division has a bunch of people who may actually know that they're in a division but they may also not know that they're in the division yeah it's not clear anyways they want to fix the problem that is the doctor by employing the doctor weird um but in a past generation before the first doctor because the division wiped her memory but then she recovers her memory by being shown an analogy about a member of the irish garda who can't die are you with me sure are you with me here i mean mm-hmm. as much as i am with you for any part of a doctor who episode, don't worry it's going to make more sense clearly mm. because i'm just telling you what the the writer wrote so it's got to make sense because they write tv anyway yeah. the division employs people from like every race but they don't actually fucking do anything um, sure. That's sort of wrong, actually. They do do one thing, which is they stage an invasion on a planet called Time. So, yes, <laughs> there is a planet called Time, and all time routes through the planet Time. And there is a creature on Time that is also called Time, and it hates the Doctor for some reason. Uh, sure. The Doctor is, like, anti-Time. I don't fucking know. This is like a kid's show. Anyways, um Time the creature is OP because the time the creature kills the bad guy of the last six episode in five seconds who had also killed the rest of the entire universe by dematerializing them. So they just get, you know, blown away in five seconds. and The doctor goes, thanks. Um, now, well, uh, this was also after the doctor committed actual genocide because, you know, like genocide is cool um, when it's like, a, you know, not against humans. Um, because, mm-hmm. you know, nobody cares about other things. Uh, and then we talked before <laughs> about the, the time where uh, there was an Indian character who was using a cloaking device to work with the Nazis. She undid the cloaking device and then told him, now they'll see you for who you really are. And then they took him away, most likely to yeah. a concentration camp, which was then defended by the BBC by saying, don't worry, there were Indian Nazis. And I was like, OK, cool. Great. Thanks, BBC. Uh, Oof. And they, don't worry. They were in the secret Nazi rowing division. I'm like, oh, yeah, the rowboats <laughs> of the Nazis. That's right. How could I forget? Yeah. Man. Wow. Um, anyways, uh, the whole season ends where all of the universe has been blown up except for Earth and the doctor goes to Scotland for some reason and is like, hey, you want to go get coffee? And then it ends. What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's dumb. Yeah. And so the preview for the next episode is it's Christmas and some people are trapped in an endless loop. And I'm like, wait a second. Wait a second. So you're like. How many times have they done that plot before? Uh, at least four that I can think of. Um, God. So the rest of the universe is dead. And you're like, yeah, let's celebrate Christmas. They're something to be thankful for. Yeah. You know what I'm thankful for, Morgan? What are you thankful for? Not this episode of Baywatch. (laughs) It's all leading (laughs) to that joke. Uh, Absolutely. The the truth here is that there's really not that much new to talk about in this part two, especially since uh, the setting of this is still the same boat. Not much has changed as far as uh, they're on the boat still. 
Mm-hmm. So I noticed really something. Have... Mm-hmm. I, ha- I have mm-hmm. something. Something mm-hmm. interesting. Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, the guy who plays the the main convict, um, his name is... Uh, I have no idea. What's his name? Nicholas Raugo. Right. Anyway. Rogo. <laughs> uh, Nicholas He's he played he's by Renee Asa. Asa? Asa. Anyway. Sure. <laughs> he was in two episodes of Love Boat, uh, and it was a two parter called Egyptian Cruise. Oh. So I Ooh. think that he is. Like his mo is two parter cruise episodes of uh, of cheesy television. Ooh, I mean, I gotta say, if you're gonna be typecast for something, that seems like not a terrible one. Like at least you get <laughs> to go on cruises once in a right? while, right? And right. also, and the rest the rest of the time you're on Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> he also uh, is in another episode of Baywatch uh, in season four, and he plays a different person. That's Which I feel classic. like this kind of happens a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, with the oh, all the time with episodic television, it ne- didn't necessarily matter, especially since characters are so unimportant uh, that they could just recast them as something else. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that led to examples of this was a one-off character. No one will remember that we're now bringing them back as a main character. Um, which happens a few times in this show. Like Gina Lee Nolan was, yeah, like the I, what? It, like I'm the very curious coolest boy of all time. What was his name? Todd. The, the <laughs> you knew who I meant. The world. I knew who you meant. He's the <laughs> coolest he comes, boy. He, he comes back for one episode, but we do have things like there was the. Ep- I think you were here for the episode with the um, Eddie being accused of rape. Oh, that episode was rough. Uh, I think mm-hmm. for me, yeah. And so there's characters in there. One of the mean girls, she ends up becoming Mitch's wife. Uh, which, what? Yeah. Huh. yeah. <laughs> Does she play the? I think a so. different person. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not like, hey, fourteen year old. <laughs> like, no, it's, not, it's not. No, Mitch. Mitch is not great, but he's not that bad uh and then there's a character who is uh shawnee's uh sister oh no there's this guy who's hitting on shawnee uh and eddie punches him in the i guess there's the episode where where you meet shawnee's parents and uh-huh. he comes back as like a main character in season nine or something or season oh, 10. Huh. yeah he's one of the main lifeguards got it Huh. Yeah, you know, there's a limited pool of people in America. Something like so. <laughs> so when they're interviewing people, auditioning, when people are auditioning for the role, they look at the resume and they're like, "Hey, I see you have experience with Baywatch. You would be perfect for this show." <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I, or the casting director is like, "We've hired them before. Let's bring them back." There actually is some uh, some stories about their auditions. Like, um, uh, someone was it Carmen Electra? I think it was. Was uh, was just like I'll just I'll take off my top, and they're like, you don't need to. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then they did tell someone else, like, hey, you need to sk- you know get down to a bathing suit 
uh, in this audition. It's very important or something like that. And I think it was Pam Anderson, and she said, I don't fucking mind. Look, I've been in Playboy. This is way more tame than that. Uh, yeah. It's not great. I'm just saying she's like, yeah, I'll take it in stride. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so they, yeah. their auditioning process was probably like, do you do you look the part? And can you read these lines from there? So normal audition. I mean, that that seems to certainly be how uh, fucking Kelly Slater got it. Like, he's a god-awful actor, but he looks the part. And well, that's all that I mean, really he matters, also, apparently. He also is the greatest surfer of all time. So, I mean, True. there's that. Like, the actual greatest surfer. So, I feel like yeah. that helps, you know. Sure. But he's still a really fucking bad actor. Oh, he's horrible. Bless you. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine that they should have gotten, like, other greatest whatever, right? Like, the greatest poker player or something oh, like that. Or, like, a, yeah. you know, uh, the greatest chef. The Iron oh, Chef. That would have been so good. The Naked Bring Chef. Iron Chef is a life. Yeah, ooh. The Naked it would, Chef. It feels on brand. I would love to see Jane Oliver on an episode of Baywatch. Wait, is, why is he called the Naked Chef? Is it because he's naked? Haven't you ever watched it? Well, yeah. He's a nudist. Or do you watch it while you're naked? Is that the, the key? Or I mean, you can if you want. Yeah, no one's judging what you do in the privacy of your own home. I mean, that's fair. Uh, nah. But is he I, naked I too? I, you know who had a big crush on him? My mom. Uh, Jamie Oliver. <laughs> Wait, okay, hang on. I, I have to Google. Nuggets? Is Jamie Oliver a good Naked. person? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Folding Ideas video about Jamie Oliver. Did you see that, Morgan? I did. It's, uh, I like that video. It talks all about how, uh, how stupid Jamie Oliver's crusade against chicken nuggets is. Yes. Which Wait. I had agreed with long before I saw that video. Question. Yeah, he's... Mm-hmm. Are we talking McDonald's chicken nuggies? Any. Just chicken nuggets in general. Okay, if we're talking McDonald's, what is what is your favorite sauce? You can only pick one. Ooh, uh, honey barbecue. Okay. I think... From McDonald's. I think I'm going... From McDonald's. Yeah. I think I'm going ranch, honestly. The really? others are too sweet for me. Oh, man. Sweet and sour for life. I wish that I could yeah. buy it at the store and just always have it in my fridge. <laughs> the sauce or the chicken? The sauce. Oh, okay. The sauce. I mean, Wait a second. I love Wait it. Wait a second. Wait, you want McDonald's sweet and sour sauce, okay? Wait. I want it in a thermos all the time. <laughs> uh, I don't We're know. talking... We talking hot sweet and sour sauce or cold sweet and sour sauce? Because that really changes the dynamic. Cold. Cold. Absolutely. You're not not sipping a nice mug of hot sweet and sour sauce first thing in the morning. No, this is a shame. This is a chilled beverage for the summertime. Mm. Okay, I think I you can actually technically just order it individually, Uh, and then a bunch of people have recipes for it. But I don't want the fake shit. I want the real shit. I want a sweet and sour McFlurry. <laughs> Ooh, uh, um, hmm, I, I don't know about that. with like little pieces of, of McNuggets blended into it. Oh, okay. okay. I found something for you, Valerie. <laughs> Let's talk I found about something. For you. What? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no
Here's 25 <laughs> McDonald's sweet and sour sauce packets from, from, from Amazon. You can buy 25 at a time. Packets or like the little like tubs? The, the little tubs. Wow. Okay. Did you hear that, the Santa tubs. Claus? <laughs> Santa's like, fuck no. <laughs> you know, you know what the secret ingredient is of the McDonald's chicken nuggets? Do I want to know? Oh, probably not. It's okay. It's a, I'll eat it anyway. <laughs> it's uh, it's butane. Oh, huh. mm, do you know what butane. you know what butane butane is used in? Uh, it's I mean it's lighter fluid. Correct. Huh. Yep. Where can you I'm, can you give me some sources here? And in what context? Yeah. Uh, the context is food, and the source uh, is that, I remember mm. being told. I think the source was one of these, um, you know, like the bathroom reader books. You know what I'm talking about? I I do. Yeah, it's from one of those. And they wouldn't lie, right? Uh... Make, okay, McDonald's chicken nuggets butane. Ah, uh, okay. It's it's TBHQ, which is different. It's is a that like similar THQ, chemical? the company, <laughs> but like BBQ, it's the BBQ version of THQ? Pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's actually much closer to butter than it is lighter fluid. Well, okay. So apparently also uh, it was a lie put about by um, my least favorite person of um, maybe all time, uh, which is Michael Pollan. Oh. I hate Michael yeah. Pollan. I can't. That man is is trash. Anyways, um Let's stop talking about 2010, Michael, and let's talk about <laughs> 2021 uh, us, Baywatch. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into the episode. Uh, we start off with CJ in the casino where we left her last episode, and she is cashing out, having won a ton of money, and then she makes out with Matt, who is literally a high schooler. This is um, very, very bad, and I don't, yes. I don't like it. I don't. Like, okay, I get that her her excuse is I'm on a gambler's high. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I understand gambler's high. But I don't understand making out with like an 18-year-old. Mm-hmm. That, it's not great. That'd be like me making out with a 21-year-old. I'd just be like, oh, it'd be weird. <laughs> it'd be very weird. Yeah, didn't he have yeah. to get like a permission slip to come aboard? Yeah. Yup. Yeah. Yup. I thought so. Yeah, should should have should have made out great. with the permission slip. <laughs> That's at least okay. Not gonna make any more jokes there. All right. Um, let's see. After that, we get to see that Mitch and Stephanie are still stranded, and then we see that Guido is whoa, 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 still whoa, being chased. Whoa, they're so mm-hmm. they're still stranded. One of the things we're going to see a lot of, I think, in this episode is that, uh, and they don't start doing it here, but they do a lot of back and forth cuts from like one story to the other yep. story to the other story to the other story. Um, and I, I think it's in an effort to fill time, but at the same yeah. time, they don't need to do that to fill time. It just disorients. And it just makes any scene lose all momentum. Like, they never stick with any story long enough for it to build any sort of, like, 
narrative import they except do, they, for the like main plot. They do later on, but at the beginning they definitely don't. Yeah. Um but it the the way they do it ends up making the last like half of the episode feel kind of hollow because we haven't like gotten invested in the characters at all because Whoa, it, are you telling me you're not, not invested in Guido? On anything. You're not invested in Guido? <laughs> Ugh. See that's the problem. Is I am normally invested in Guido, but I fucking hate his plotline in this two-parter so much. Valerie, I'm going to just assume, um, because I assume all white people are Italian. You're Italian, right? <laughs> uh, didn't we talk about this last week? I didn't ask you. I'm not Italian. I'm just really, really, really... White. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Oh my god. I'm so white. Can you believe it? I'm okay. Irish. <laughs> oh, that's basically Italian. You know, Here, it's I'm like I'm not careful. sure that tracks. it's Europe. <laughs> it's Europe. All you Europeans are the same. Yeah. Whatever. I'm part <laughs> Polish. Morgan <Anyways>. cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, you're not invested in Guido, Val? He makes my skin fucking crawl. Well, that's fair. Um, is it because of the the weird, like, fat phobia? Is it because of the weird, like, him hitting on people? Like, what is it? It's his, like, franticness with his, like, desire for women. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not, he I mean, obviously that changes with the situation with the lady, but, like, in the beginning of the other episode, he just, like, had this, like, uncontrollable frantic urgency with his, like, desire to flirt with women. And I thought it was really gross. Yeah. You know, I completely agree. He He's just really fucking thirsty all the time. And it's a lot. He, it's really uh, gross. He's, like, down bad in the way that, uh, you know, I see, like, Jersey Shore kind of stereotypes also be <laughs> down bad, you know? Yeah. I've never heard the term down bad. You don't know that? Oh, so down no. bad, it means thirsty. Oh, okay. Like, if you say you, you say someone is down bad, that me, it usually means that they're, like, trying to hit someone up because they want to get laid. Mmm, I gotcha. Morgan, I'm supposed um, to be the old one here. Come on. <laughs> well, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Um, let's see. After that, uh, we see Matt and CJ flirting a bunch in CJ's room, uh, which is still gross. Yeah. And CJ grew up in Vegas, so she knows how to win at blackjack. And she's like, I've had a gambling addiction since I was five. And Matt is like, what if you just didn't have a gambling addiction? Have you ever thought about doing that? Um, <laughs> and it, I didn't like it. There was, um, another part of this I really hated, which was, yeah. uh, she talked about being on a I, I mean at first i thought he was like adjusting his shirt and i was like oh no did they fuck oh please no i really thought that too yeah it turns out they just kissed but she says she was on a high from winning and then he like grabs her chin like he reaches out grabs oh, yeah. her neck or chin and then lifts her chin up and says, I thought we meant something to each other or are we still playing games and uh, I mean, I already didn't love Matt, and this just hurt that even more. Yeah, it was uh, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, no, Val, did you? What are, what are your thoughts on this scene? Mm. 
Fair. <laughs> yeah. Mood, honestly. Mood. Not good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not good. See, something else that happens in this scene as well is that CJ says that she doesn't trust herself anymore. And so Matt asserts himself by saying, okay, you don't trust yourself anymore. Trust me. Uh, And I don't want to trust him at all. I don't. And also this show just feels like it has such a fundamental misunderstanding of how addiction works. Because she's literally saying she has an addiction. Well, yeah. Um, And he's like, well, just, you know, just don't do it. And it's fine. You'll be able to be around gambling because I'll be there. And like, what the fuck, Matt? Well, that proves to be wrong. Yes. So maybe Um, it, it maybe it's ironic or maybe it's knowingly showing us that that is bad information because she just does it anyways. But I feel like they do frame it as CJ is just not strong enough. Yeah, I think that's giving the writers way too much credit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, possibly. Um, But after this, we get to see that Mitch and Stephanie, guess what? They're still in the same place in the water. And uh, Mitch thinks that they'll be okay because, hey, we're near a shipping lane. Um, And and don't worry, Stephanie, Mitch can last all night. Ew. Um, (laughs) And he says, don't worry, we'll starve before we drown. Mm -hmm. Oh, great. So you're going to die. Honestly, I actually kind of like that line. (laughs) I did. I did, too, actually. My only complaint with that line is that actually they would die of dehydration first. Um, but that's other than that, it was fine. Okay. No, this isn't, uh, this isn't salt water. This is like tap water, a tap water ocean. Oh, it's a freshwater ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're sailing yeah, in. Yeah, No, I was just saying, like, okay, okay, Morgan. Like, do we, <laughs> let's not get too technical here. We're drowning. Would, would you, Morgan, um, uh, would you want to be trapped in, uh, in the water with a, a Mitch who can go all night? I mean... It seems better than being trapped in the water without a Mitch who can go all night. Like, at least at least you get to have some fun before you die. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't know if he really has his uh, his strengths in water. I mean, I know he's a lifeguard <laughs> and that's his strength. But I don't really know if, yeah. if the water really suits these strengths. I mean, they've got a fucking little floaty ring that they're grabbing onto. I'm, I'm sure Mitch could work with it. He okay, feels like someone uh, who is definitely... Yes. Did they wait? Okay, maybe maybe I'm jumping ahead, but I feel like at some point they lost it and then they had a log. Yes. Yes. That just randomly happens. Yes. Yeah. I have no idea. Okay. Or or when that even totally happens. I I think, Morgan, it's also important to remember just just Mm -hmm. in case. Also to the beef boys, remember this water Mm -hmm. is not a lubricant. Okay. This is true. Please continue. <laughs> this is very important to remember. Water is not a lubricant. What are That's the oh, wait? What are the two? The two? Uh, the lubricants? Luminary? I no wait. <laughs> what are the two lubricants? <laughs> Butane and sweet <laughs> Butane and gambling. My two favorite lubricants. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. What was your question? Oh, every time you say beef boys, I think of little buff boys. And then I also think of beaver boys, beaver boys, Tim and Eric with the shrimp. Well, I think of white wine and I thought of it. It was very uh, it was very Tim and Eric like to call it beef boys. (laughs) 
uh, and I don't remember how we we came up with the Beef Boys. I I believe it was a Jamie coinage. Was it? Oh yeah, it uh, was. She, she yeah. Right. That's my oh, sister. Because she yo because <laughs> what happened was the, um, Carrie Hiroyuki Tagawa calls Mitch Beach Boy over and over. Yes. And she says, "I was really confused why she he keeps on calling him Beef Boy." <laughs> It's <laughs> like, no, it's Beach Boy, not Beef Boy. And she said, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I can totally hear her saying that. Oh, my God. So now now our fans are the Beef Boys. It's true. With an I. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. After this, we get a brief scene where the mob thinks that no one noticed that some bodies went overboard, except Mitch and Stephanie, but they'll never make it, so it's fine. We don't have to worry. Um, and then we intercut with a scene where Mitch is beginning to lose his mind in a thunderstorm. He he turns into... He, he shouts, it doesn't get any better than this. Like, he's some sort of aquatic Nietzsche or something. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Wait, I, feel I like missed it. When was this? I missed this. And I watched Yeah, the so there... <laughs> I watched it once. So he's in the water and he's just shouting loads of stuff. Yeah. And he's being very sarcastic. He's going, it doesn't get any better than this. You know, like the way he says it. He says it very much like uh, like Kramer would. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just shouting stuff. In the same scene where this is the first time you see them in the episode, right? No. Oh, this is like the third time, I think. Yeah, and there's so a thunderstorm? After the villains. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see that. This was not in the Hulu version. Yes, it was. <laughs> I only no, watched what? the Hulu version. Okay. <laughs> Valerie, maybe you need, you, to ever... wa- you need to watch it a third time. I you never see any like, lightning strikes or anything, but you hear thunder in the background. Okay, if you say thunder so. Thunder comes before the lightning. No, it doesn't. That's wrong. That's not how <laughs> lightning works. Okay. Thunder yeah. only happens when it's raining, so. What? Never no, mind. I'm, what? Is that like a is that like a, a song or something? Yeah, it's okay. Let's talk about something else. Oh, no, what? No, right. I feel dumb now. What? You can't just drop that on More me time. and then walk away. Uh let's see. After this, uh we have a scene where CJ has fallen asleep in her very tight casino dress. Um and is dreaming about playing more blackjack and decides that in fact what she should do is go play more blackjack. Um, and it seemed very odd that she fell asleep in that dress with Matt in the bed with her, with his arms wrapped around her. And my question at this point is, did she sleep with Matt? Because I definitely feel like she slept with Matt. I don't feel like um, she slept with Matt. What? I don't think she slept with Matt. Maybe not. It feels like... No, uh, trust me. Her makeup was perfect, and she did not. She did not sleep That's with true. She She just wanted Either to be that held. Or- Matt could just be really bad at sex. Oh, duh. Oh, <laughs> duh. Sorry. So for everyone here, yeah, Val posted that. Yeah, it's Fleetwood Mac. And I was like, and now I'm like, yeah. duh. Fleetwood yeah. McDonald's sweet and sour. <laughs> Fleetwood McDonald's. Um, hey, did you know, you know my favorite member of uh, Fleetwood Mac is? Who? Butane. Oh, God. (laughs) Great joke. Great joke. Anyways. Um, Let's see. After that, uh, 
CJ is down at the casino and the pit boss comes over and makes it very clear that the casino is about to just oh, like sorry. cheat CJ out of her money. One more reason we know that they don't slept they don't slept don't sleep together is yes. that uh CJ's outfit very much reads as I have kept this on the entire time and I have not been even ruffled a tiny bit as well. As I mean me. there's things you could do. Um like with the ears? <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um you just gotta stretch that canal open a little i, I was um, just talking about asmr <laughs> okay uh wow. that's what i was talking about stretching it open in the metaphorical sense by exposing it to new ideas it's just <laughs> reading nietzsche <laughs> to these ears oh yeah that's that's foreplay to me baby uh-huh. um <laughs> Uh, but yes, the pit boss is very sketchy, uh, and so she wins one hand and then loses everything and ends up taking out a loan and losing that, too. Well, you, you, and did you add that she also got an extra chip? She did. She did. Um, so the owner gave her $20,000 in chips and then gave her an extra for good luck. Because she's mm-hmm. hot. Duh. I mean, look at her. Yeah. I mean, that's not why, but. that's I No, mean, that's it, why. No, it's because that's like, why. you know how, what, what they do at casinos <laughs> for hot people. Give them free money. Yeah. No, they do it for people who win. Mm, so like, yeah. But people but win a lot it? in casino. I but mean, do they do it for ugly people. It, I definitely. Hey, Val, like you should go to Vegas and find out. <laughs> ah! OK, <laughs> I'm going next week. I'll report back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see if they give you an extra chip. You'll Burn. Anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, no, when you, when you win a lot of money, what they do is they don't want you to leave because they want you to lose right. your money. So they keep on giving you things to encourage you to bet more. So they gave her more money because they're like, oh, if you do this, you'll be incentivized to then write a check to us with a credit so that you then give us new money. Right. And so that's why sure. they give her. That's what they gave her the money. They did the same thing basically to Eddie as well. well I mean, but are you going to argue that Eddie isn't hot? Yeah, Eddie. I never really said Eddie hot. wasn't hot. I just said this show only casts hot people. It's <laughs> true. There's true. a reason they didn't put Guido in the gambling storyline. You know, it's true. And that's because uh, uh, that would be insufferable, and that that's why. Yeah. Oh God, I don't want to hear about Guido trying to like count cards. Oh, I do. I, I actually do. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it would be him just going one, two, seven. Oh, no, I forgot. Oh, <laughs> let me start over. <laughs> Can we redo that hand? <laughs> um, but yeah, all of this casino stuff is intercut with some scenes of Mitch and Stephanie struggling to keep their heads above water. Um and then it's the next morning where Matt goes to admire the sunrise and find CJ asleep on a deck chair. Did, you know, uh, right here was the point that I realized that maybe we should have had John for this episode <laughs> because it's hey! a gambling episode. Well, wait, don't worry. There's a compliment to you at the end of this tangent. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I do love compliments. You're, you're welcome. Um, it's that because John is our, our gambling guy, but... Yeah. John's going to hear this in, you know, however many years it takes him to get to this episode. And he's going to be like, nah, fuck that. So we thought of the next best person. 
which is ourselves. And then we also brought Valerie. <laughs> oh, that but, was but actually this episode is improved because Valerie is the best. Eh. True. Thanks. Um, for calling me the second. Yeah, what best. a <laughs> what a what a sincere and thoughtful compliment. Look, I, I I I my brain was running like a train, and then that train just like stopped, and I was like, "Oh no, put some coal into this fire! Hurry, gotta put get some it butane into this fire! <laughs> yeah, throw some sweet and sour sauce in." We gotta get the train going, and it. I couldn't <laughs> order the twenty five pack from from Amazon, so I didn't have any. And I'm sorry, I I wasn't able to get to the compliment on time. <laughs> <clears throat> That's okay. I'll take compliments later. Okay. Really, at any Fair. time. Moving on. <laughs> you know it is a compliment. Uh, finding a bird, uh, and no, I will not elaborate. Um, but Mitch sees a bird. And it's going to bird land, which means that there's land nearby. So they go to an island or they're about to when now they have a log and they get attacked by a shark. Oh, my God. Um, And then CJ tells Matt everything that happened last night. And he offers to loan her the money to pay off her gambling debt. And then we get some more shark attacks that go on a long time. Whoa, 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 whoa. So let's go back. So what happened was is she... She was playing with the the casino's money mm-hmm. until she was given a five thousand dollar line of credit, just like Eddie was. Right, and then he shames her. Uh, mm-hmm. By of course, he says, "What are you going to do? Wash dishes for the rest of the cruise?" And as you remember, Matt is rich; his family is rich, so he has a credit card. Uh, he'll bail her out, uh, and says, "It's just like work, where if you need a backup, you'd be there for me." CJ says, this is completely different. And he says, no, it's not. And then she just accepts it. <laughs> um, yep. And I, I fucking hate it because it's like in this show, it's one of those things where we've had multiple stories about rich people that like sort of get their comeuppance, but never do. And they're always like, it's probably better off to have just been rich. And like, uh-huh. yeah, technically that's how life works, but I want my TV to be an escapist <laughs> fantasy where the rich people lose their money or something like Fair. that. So this really just annoyed me that Matt can be a dick because he's rich to CJ, who is uh-huh. an angel and has done nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean, I agree. I think it's lazy writing on the part of the show, uh, which is not surprising to me, but... Val, did you... Did you... Did you so this is the first uh, set of episodes you've watched for season three, right? Yeah. So uh, obviously that means that a lot of these characters were new. I, I know last episode, I think I asked you about Summer, um, but what were your thoughts on, on Matt? Or what are actually better question is what were your what were your thoughts on Matt in episode one and now your episode two thoughts? OK, um, first of all. I don't, I don't hate him. Okay. Uh, he's not particularly interesting. Like, he, nothing about him in the past two episodes have really, like, stuck out about his personality. And I don't understand the his, like, romance boy with, with CJ. Like, I, I don't really see what they have in common. Um... 
He just seems like a young kid. Like, I think that he's his role is to replace. I could be totally wrong here, but I think his role is to replace Eddie. And oh, you're right. Oh, 100%. You're right. Eddie has a lot of personality. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I just think that Matt is like missing that. And maybe it's just these two episodes, and I, you know, I have haven't seen no. Okay, (laughs) no, you're right. No, you're very astute. Mm hmm. Yeah, Eddie's whole personality like has this sort of weird like you know I I'm I'm from the east coast and I do things my way and I may be like a like a knuckle fuck but at the same time hmm. I'm your knuckle fuck and and Matt's like hey I speak French and that's yeah. like that's it and he's high he does like, I didn't know he spoke French okay he's fr- he's from France like he's oh, actually okay. French got it. he 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 moved to America got a green card like the actor did. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but in Baywatch, the character is American. He's got great parent- hair. Oh, yeah. Oh my God, his hair is amazing. His, sorry, his parents what? His his so the his his dad is a screenwriter, and, <laughs> and his mom is a something, um, because women don't need jobs apparently. And uh, mm-hmm. his mom speaks some French, and so therefore he speaks French. I guess that's that's why he speaks French. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot going on with Matt. Nope. Other than that, he hates his dad. Uh, he had a girlfriend for a little while, and he liked to uh, do her on lawn chairs. Mm-hmm. Wait, and he's still under 18, right? Uh, 18 about. You know, he's, he's, he's out of high school. He's in high school. I don't want to hear about... And it's never clear other than that. I don't want to hear about teens doing it on lawn chairs. <laughs> well, he's not actually doing. He's just making out, like a lot. Okay, um, if you say so. Ew. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they make him a lot hornier than I would personally appreciate them doing. Yeah, I'm exactly. really put off by that. Like for some, maybe yeah. I'm just a prude in my old age. But like, no, <laughs> no, it's no, it's the when you when you look at him and you're like, okay, cool. And then you find out his age, and all of a sudden it becomes not cool. It's just because you think it's weird and, and icky, and especially when he's in like around all these other characters. The only character who is is his age is Summer, and yeah. it still feels weird even for Summer. But with Summer, at least all of her like romance stuff is like, "Ooh, maybe he's gonna kiss me," or like, "Oh, he's cute, he's hot." Well, Matt is like, <laughs> and it's all creepy and icky. I don't like it. Yeah. No, it's not great. No. Um, but yeah, after after all of that, we um, we get some more shark attack footage um, that goes on forever. Do you? And in fact, this is what uses scared. a lot of shots. This <laughs> actually this actually was one of the better shark scenes, I thought, in Baywatch that I've seen. It probably oh. the best of the, yeah. of any shark. M- Mitch gets to do a like a, a footstep off of a shark, which I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's awesome!" He roundhouse yeah. kicks that shark underwater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Honestly, my only complaint is that they kept reusing the one piece of footage where the shark swims by their feet. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was kind of dumb. Wait, yeah, other than that, it was I fine. didn't even notice that they just did the same clip. Over <laughs> over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
It was directly the same footage. Mm-hmm. Every wow, time. that's funny. I watched. I must have watched that one like little clip six times, and I didn't even notice. <laughs> um, You're too okay. enraptured by the shark. I gotta say, the first time I watched this episode, I was fairly certain it was going to end up being like a porpoise or a dolphin or something. And nope, it was shark. Uh, it, it was a not porpoise inside of a shark. <laughs> That's like what in I a said. costume. It's in a shark costume. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wasn't a very big shark. Like I could fight that shark, right? Yeah, would you? Would I? Uh, no. Could I? I well, not. I mean. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, we can make it happen. I would just accept could it. Could we? And we we could. I mean, look, it's going to cost us some money, um, but we could make it happen. Yeah. But no, I, I agree. Like, especially after a fucking an entire night of trying to stay above water. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to fight a fucking shark. I'm just going to be like, all right, this is faster and easier than drowning. Like, do you know what? Come the, fucking eat me, shark. The trick Thank is me. fighting a shark. <laughs> well, well, the actual trick is that you're supposed to punch it at its where its like nose would be because there's right. like, a decent amount of like cartilage there, and it just like incapacitates the shark. Yeah. Well, if I ever have to fight a shark, I'll have to keep that in mind. You know what else you should keep in mind, Morgan? <laughs> what? Mitch reminds Stephanie of her ex husband by saying, "Bet you're not thinking of your ex husband," and she says. Well, I am now, uh, but also because he's a sole beneficiary of my life insurance policy, which, yes. which is, seems like strange conversation. Sure does. He's still, he's still salty to be- about everything, which is. Well, it is a saltwater ocean, so. Ha! <sighs> and they're getting assaulted by a shark. Uh, That's true. Uh, I'm just going to keep peppering these jokes in on the rest of the episode. <laughs> oh god um but yes after this shark footage uh summer finds whoa whoa whoa. there's another important part of this oh sure there's a few more important parts stephanie says i love you and i always have from the moment i met you uh Mm -hmm. and that's important because this takes mitch aback uh and it also takes all of us aback a bit uh, because yep. we sort of know it, but it, it it implies something that I don't want to part one. Because what it implies to part one is that she uh, didn't want to make out with Mitch. She didn't want to do this thing because it never worked because she loves him. And she's like, I, I need it to work. I can't have it not work. As opposed mm-hmm. to, I don't want it. I, I, I don't want to do this because I realize that you're like a shitty person and you're a little bit too into me and you're kind of creepy. Um, which is the version I think this episode should have gone for rather than I, I love you. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. It was fine. It, uh, it's important to the episode because it, it, yeah. it has a, an importance later on, but it, I don't think Stephanie needed this. If anything, if you want to further build their romance, you shouldn't have dropped this. You should have just had them have more episodes or they they do stuff together. And then they're like, oh, I guess we're figuring out that I that I like you again. Yeah. 
I I wouldn't mind it so much if they didn't invalidate all of it by the end of the episode. Um, I don't know if they invalidate it as much as they're like, wink. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll talk about it when we get to that scene. Um, but yeah, at this point, uh, Summer finds Matt and CJ and asks them if they've seen Mitch and Stephanie. And they're like, nope. Have you checked his room? Um... And then we see Guido still running away from Mrs. Kenilworth when he finds Mitch's jacket. Um, and Summer still can't find Mitch and Stephanie and tells CJ about the mob and that there might be an escaped convict on this boat. Which, how would she come to that conclusion? Because, uh, remember so, the staring in the hallway? Yeah, but... There was, <laughs> there was that, and there was also in part one... When Summer hides Guido in her room, she puts a newspaper on oh. his face, and the newspaper has a picture of the mob guy being yeah, like, we, there's an escaped criminal. We don't have that in the Hulu version. So right. we have the first part, but not the second part. So what it looks like in our version is simply that Summer stared at somebody for so long that she said, they're an escaped convict. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's They just I have that look them. about them. <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I look at yeah, all uh, old people and I think they must be an escapee. <laughs> I mean, it feels like a safe bet to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should send all the poor to prison and all the old to prison. That is exactly what I am saying and advocating yes. for. <laughs> um, but at this point, Guido shows up with Mitch's jacket and everyone's like, uh-oh, something must have happened, because feel how this material is. They don't even qualify what makes the material good. Guido's just like, this isn't a jacket you leave behind. Feel the material. And CJ's like, yes. I no, really, I think it's, really uh, enjoyed that. Yeah. Because? Yeah. I just, you know, any little, like, detail about fabrics, I, I live, uh, you know me, I love <laughs> Ah. But I, but I was like... <laughs> I was like, what What if it was just, like, a cheap, like, Forever 21 blazer? I think it is. And, he'd be, and he was like, mm, of course he just left this on the ground. This feels cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think for Mitch, any suit jacket is, like, expensive because of his style is normally, like, flip-flops and a polo. So, therefore, oh, you see this suit jacket? He wouldn't just throw this away because... He doesn't spend clothes on anything or money on anything like that. That was my assumption. Yeah. I I have no idea. I I'm not enough familiar with uh, Mitch Buchanan's sartorial style. <laughs> <laughs> Who is honestly? Though? <laughs> um, but then we get to see that Mitch and Stephanie have made it to the island where there is a cave and Stephanie realizes they must be 300 miles off the coast on an uninhabited series of islands off of Baja. Um, First of all, she is really fucking delirious. How did she come to that various right? cute conclusion? She's been shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and dying of hypothermia. They, um, they could be in Australia. Mitch thinks it's Australia. <laughs> and he could be right. He could be. Oh, actually, what if idea idea here what if they end up on an island right and they see a cave and they're like 
wow, we're on a deserted island. Then they hear some voices. And out of that cave comes... Gilligan. Gilligan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would make me hate I mean, this, but... It would make me enjoy this episode quite a bit. I would fucking lose my mind in a bad way. <laughs> I would need to be taken away. Uh, Unpopular opinion. The Gilligan's Island episode of Baywatch was my favorite episode of Baywatch. Fucking hell. Oh, same. Same. I genuinely. <laughs> really? I both of you. Yes. No, I thought it was very funny. I, I, I adore. It was so charming. I loved it. Yeah. As you will. No, I agree. Dear Beef Boys, if you would like to re-listen <laughs> to our uh, Gilligan's Island episode, you may remember that Morgan loved the episode, and I yep. could not stop just hating it. And I had mm-hmm. to, I had to drop the character that I have of loving this show <laughs> uh, because I had just the worst time, and it actively made me angry. And I don't get angry at television, and that made me angry. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was good. I don't I don't get it. But that's okay. Because <laughs> we can all have different opinions about Baywatch. It's a show True. with a little thing for everyone. In fact, every episode has everything in it. Yeah, I mean it does feel that way sometimes. It does. Um, but at this point we go back to the boat where Summer is telling the captain about the missing people. So the captain has already called the Coast Guard, and so they're like, we'll turn the boat around to find them. I have a navigation charts here. Mm -hmm. So everyone has been accounted for except for Mitch, Stephanie, and Carl. Mm -hmm. So are we supposed to believe that these villains were so bad that they didn't think that they would know that Carl was missing? Because they killed him. And now just excellent question. His body's gone. Like if you're this like drug lord who's been planning this whole thing and it's supposed to be like very methodical, you just killing someone and then not making up a story for it. That seems. It also feels like they would run into this issue when they dock at Mexico and just never get back on the ship. Like, yeah, which was their plan. So, yeah, no, I agree. It was a very dumb plan. Yes. Um, but the, our gangsters realize that the boat is turning around, so they take the boat hostage, um, and the first mate escapes and tells CJ and Matt what's going on, so the Coast Guard calls back in to be like, hey, what happened? Uh, cause the mob boss is like, don't you turn that ship around? Um, and eventually the head of the mob is like, hey, Tell them we got to do an emergency evac uh, to keep the Coast Guard off our trail. Um, And then we cut back to the island where Mitch is building a fire in the cave to keep Stephanie warm. And she is going into hypothermia. So she does the one thing that makes sense, which is sit in one place with cold, wet clothes (laughs) and just kind of shiver a lot. Not, you know. (laughs) Take off the cold, wet clothes, or I walk around to generate that. heat. Also, why? Yeah, what I my first thought was a why doesn't she take off the that those wet rags? Mm. My my next thought was how did Mitch leave the lose the sleeve on his shirt? My thought he after did that. In the water. Oh, did that happen mm-hmm. with the shark? I don't know how he did, but it there was a part where he's in the water, and I remember noticing and thinking. Why does he have one sleeve? And I never figured out. Oh, why. oh, I think I know why. I think he tore his sleeve off to make a tourniquet for uh, for her. Oh, arm. 
right? Oh, that would make sense. Because I think the, yeah, yeah. I think the thing that tied that was tied around her arm was blue. So I think that might be it actually. Mm. But um but my other thought was why aren't they like trying to like hold each other for body heat? I mean they do yep. later, but later, but don't think you think that would have been one of his first thoughts? Okay, he, yeah. Here here are my uh stellar TV writing answers. One, <laughs> uh we don't want sis to get an NC seventeen rating for the episode by having nudity. And secondly, um we don't want them to hold each other because that would imply that they love each other. And we don't want them to love each other yet. And that those are my answers. <laughs> that sucks. I didn't hear your answers, but okay. <laughs> what? Yeah, you cut out again. What? Okay, here. Sh- do you want me to repeat them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we heard we heard the NC seventeen oh, part, and the other part was that that would imply that they love each other, and they can't love each other yet, uh, because you know, yeah, plot reasons. We gotta we gotta keep the will they won't they going for a lot longer. Yeah, a couple more seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Now it's time, that time in every Baywatch episode. That's right, it's montage time. Oh, this um, one was real weird, too. <laughs> it was real fucking weird. <laughs> this was the weirdest Baywatch montage I have ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I did not. So just to describe it real quick, this is Stephanie having a flashback to being a child while, at least in my version, a, like, soft pop song plays that sounds like a ripoff of, like, Bonnie Tyler. Um, and she's, like, running in a field with children and playing with leaves and swinging. And then she falls in the water and now is an adult, but then gets brought back to life by Mitch and his fire. Um, Morgan. I, I would love to hear about the music in your version, though. Morgan, uh, just a little bit of a spoiler here. We did record some episodes out of order here. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you notice that in the last episode that you and I talked about, they had a very mm-hmm. similar, like, weird elven folk Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get why. I feel like they had one day and they said, let's shoot seven of these, you know? <laughs> um I have a song for you here. Uh, this is the song that plays in the original version. Uh, mm. I'd like you to listen to it. It's called Heaven's Gate by Tony Childs. It's oh, not God. about Heaven's Gate, though. So- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this sounds very similar to what I had in my version, but just better. Yeah. Um it's also very similar to what was in uh, Val and I's version, uh, mm. in that it's too long. Um, <laughs> uh, and the one that we have, so the original was Heaven's Gate by Tony Childs, but the one we have is Heaven's Not Too Far Away by Sherry mm. Short, who definitely has done a song for the show before because she's in my Google search history. And uh, she co-wrote the song with Crash Cove. And I remember that name because I made a joke about that being the best track in Crash Team Racing. Uh, I, too, remember that. Uh, Valerie, I have some lyrics here. I'm hoping you could read. Oh, do you? You know I love this. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, yeah, I, I have some lyrics here. I was hoping you could sing, read them for me. Um It's in all caps. Do I have to yell it? (laughs) (laughs) 
up to you if you, you feel don't like have to. If you feel like that's what the emotion is call, calling for, then yeah. Okay. I feel like it's missing some words in it. No. Look at look at that first line. <laughs> <laughs> Used run wild and free with faith like a child. I think we're missing it too. No, well, well, let me pull up the original, the original file. And okay. let's check, because this is a direct rip from there. And we're going to look up used run. It's used run wild. I like okay. to think it's it, it's like used, like Y-O-U-Z-D. Used run. <laughs> used run wild and free with faith like a child. Always believed I was someone. Face my fears and leave them behind. Never compromise for no one. That's what it means to believe, to trust in something you can't see. Heaven's not too far away. I know that's what people say. The day will come along. You're here and then you're gone. Sad. Like a shooting star, heaven's not too far away. I know that's what people say. Sing your own song. Dance until dawn. Because heaven's not too far, far away. When I feel alone, when I'm drowning in my mind, Jesus, I think back to when I was younger. She gives me hope and says... Make the most of time. The days don't get any longer. That's what it means to believe, to trust in something you can't see. Heaven's not too far away. I know that's what people say. The day will come along. You're here and then you're gone like a shooting star. Heaven's not too far away. I know that's what people say. Sing your own song. Dance until dawn. Because heaven's not too far, far away. Heaven's not too far away. Heaven's not too far away. Morgan? Mm-hmm. Heaven's not too far away. Michael? <laughs> Heavens, not too far away. Thank you. You're welcome. Morgan, why didn't you participate? Because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Heaven's too far away for you. Maybe you're a little bit closer to hell. It seems very <laughs> likely. That's, yes. <laughs> um. Wait, yeah. actually, on a, on a scale of, uh, you know, like A to F, where would you, uh, what would you give this song, Val? <clears throat> a to F? Yeah. F to A. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Whichever order. A solid C minus. Like, it technically passes. C's get degrees, but it's it's not like, you know. It's not, you're not getting $20 from your parents with this one. <laughs> What? I'm gonna give this one a D sharp. Ooh. Get, what is getting twenty dollars from your parents mean? <laughs> Didn't you guys get twenty dollars for every A you got on your report card? What? No. <laughs> oh. I I I didn't have report cards at my hippie school. I had a job. So. In okay. College, so no. All right. Goodbye. I was I was I, a good I nothing, so I needed some incentive to do my homework. My my incentive was I'm gonna crawl through the sewer later because I fix toilets. <laughs> huh. In grade school? No, in college. Ah. No. no I got these I got this money not in college, in high school. When I was a oh. kid. Oh. Yeah, my parents just assumed I was gonna get A's because of my anxiety. <laughs> Which was accurate. A for anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. A for ass. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I think she's trying not to die. 
I think that is the point of this montage, I think. Because she's like yeah. swimming towards a bright light. I think that's <laughs> her trying not to die. And I thought it was a flashback, but I don't also think that could be her. I don't see Stephanie as this weird elfish folk child. That's see, I think it was her. She they were also wearing like gunny sacks dresses and like it looked like a weird like Victorian garden party. Also, I thought I was like, is this Easter? Are they like hunting for eggs? Yeah, uh, I wasn't really sure. I was. It was very weird. I was hoping. Uh, my favorite artist of all time, better than the Beatles, Patty Gertie, would show up uh, <laughs> and just start cranking it. You know, that's a joke that only people who know Patty Gertie <laughs> plays the hurdy gurdy. Uh, real wide audience there. She, Patty Gertie plays the hurdy gurdy, and you have to crank the hurdy gurdy to play it. So you just say Patty Gertie's cranking it. And it's yeah. funny. Look, okay, uh, this episode is destroying me. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, let's uh, let's get back to the plot, which is that we're back on the cruise ship and the Coast Guard have shown up with a helicopter to do the evac. Um, and this means that the mob is all going to leave the captain's area. Um, and so Matt and the first mate just like rush the cabin and beat up all the mob guys, uh, none of whom have ever been in a fight in their life. So it is very easy for Matt and the first mate um, to knock them all out. I have two points here. The first is that it was very funny to me because uh, they use Metal Gear Solid CQC takedowns, uh, which I thought was very funny. Uh, But also, this is a great chance to ask uh, Morgan, on a scale of one to ten, with one being utter trash and a ten being the bar fight scene inside the Hedgehog movie, of which the Sonic the Hedgehog mm. two had its trailer released about three hours ago. Oh, um, yes. Um, I have not seen that either. Well, uh, do you plan to watch the trailer? Probably not. Okay. Uh, how would you rate this fight scene? Uh, you know what. I'm going to say overall, pretty cool. Good location. Mm-hmm. Good over the top punch mm-hmm. sound effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it was, you know, it was a little too easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think uh, I think I'm going to have to take after my my buddy Tails and <laughs> uh, deduct two points from the maximum possible rating and give this an eight. What does that mean? Take a what does tails have to do with two? He's he's got two tails, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That one whoosh, <laughs> went right over my head. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to give it an eight. Wow. That's a that's pretty high. I mean, we have it not is. had very many high scale um, fight scenes in this show. Mm-hmm. This may be the best or the second best fight scene. It was, it was, I enjoyed it. It's on a cruise ship. What more can I say? But let's see, after this, uh, we go back to the island where Mitch is trying to feed Stephanie water and her lips have been painted extra blue. Um, and they talk about how they met and Mitch is like, can you believe that I had a dream about us being stuck on a deserted island? And Stephanie is like, was it better than this? And he was like, much more romantic. Um, this is which I, all I dumb. don't get. Yes. 
But then we go back to the boat where the Coast Guard is like, hey, now that you beat up those terrorists, your lifeguard friend want to come with us to help find the missing people? Matt's like, sure, let me climb into this lobster trap. Um, And they lift him into the chopper. And boy, oh boy, do we get to see the entire sequence of him getting lifted into the chopper. So boring. It's so boring. But then we are back on the island where Mitch is making a signal fire with lots of smoke. Um, And at this point, he covers Stephanie in palm leaves. But she's like, don't try and save me. I'm not worth it or something. It's not really clear. Um, And Mitch is like, don't you leave me. You just told me you love me. And now you're back in my life and you're not allowed to leave me again, which I understand was about her not dying. But it did feel kind of controlling and weird and selfish. I'm being honest. You know, Mitch frequently says controlling and weird things to women when he's upset. Yeah, he really does. He might um, not be a great person. You know, shock. Um, I feel like there's quite a lot of men out there who do that. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I genuinely feel like Mitch has become a worse person as the show goes on. Yes, I agree. Um, like season one, Mitch was not nearly this like creepy. I I, I like to assume I don't know at all that he gets better. As time goes on, especially, I hope, once he gets married. I hope so. I'm not holding out hope, though. Yeah. But after this, uh, we see that the Coast Guard is starting to get close, and Mitch is still keeping the signal fire going. And then he's like, aha, hot rocks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So he grabs some hot rocks to warm up Stephanie. Uh, he specifically shouts, then, hot rocks, got some hot rocks here. <laughs> I really wish he had. It would have it would have been meant that there was anything in this last like 20 minutes of the episode. Um, it drags so much in the in act three here. Um, but yeah, eventually the Coast Guard helicopter shows up and rescues them. And we get this big action movie pose of Mitch carrying Stephanie and I, I got to imagine it's a reference to some 80s action movie I've just never seen. But then uh, we get to see Stephanie in what I'm pretty sure was Jill's hospital room. Um, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure it was the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. Yeah, uh, I was expecting just like uh, her to pull out a, a copy of Wuthering Heights and be like, <laughs> oh, you, you forgot this. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, Jill. I know. Pour one out for my true homies. <laughs> Um, a bo- but you mean pour out a bottle of sunscreen? No, pour out mm-hmm. a bottle of Wuthering Heights. Huh. <laughs> okay, Kate Bush. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I recently I, I've I've been taking forever to get through Kate Bush's discography, and I finally had some time lately, and I'm very glad I did because she's fantastic. Would you say that you've been doing a little bit of bushwhacking then? Uh, how do I answer this without sounding horny? <laughs> um, no. Good enough. Okay. I got, I got to keep to my character. I got to keep to my puritanical character. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, Stephanie is going to be okay and is grateful for Mitch's help. Uh, she's going to write this up as a story for the magazines and recommend him for a Medal of Valor. And Mitch is like... <clears throat> Guess what you should call it, Stephanie? Vacation from hell. (laughs) Which is, it's not a joke. It's nothing. It was so dumb. No. And it made me angry. But what is the true point of this scene, Morgan? 
that would be that Stephanie was pretty delirious the whole time she was literally drowning and also dying of hypothermia and a shark bite and a gunshot wound. Um, so actually everything she said doesn't matter. I disagree. And this whole episode was pointless. I think um, she remembers saying. I think she remembered. Yeah. yeah, I think she did. I think it's, she's like, yeah. but wait. I do remember telling you one thing. And he's like, oh, 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 you do? And she's like, I didn't say thank you for saving me. Yeah, and no one like, no one would mm. do that without actually knowing. Like, I, I don't, I can't see anyone ever going, I don't know. There was one thing I never, I, I, I didn't forget. One thing I never did. I mean, it was say if she thank- does remember, <laughs> if she does remember, that's fucking shitty. Like... That's a pretty shit thing to do. It's not it's not framed as shit. It's framed as shy. Yeah. That's the thing, but then Morgan. You just this is, not bring it up. No, but this is cl- this is classic writing though, where someone reveals something and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, I'm a, a little bit embarrassed about it and like it, it, in the moment I said these things, I'm trying I'm struggling to truly understand what I feel and I'm just going to sort of like, like it's, it's common. I'm not saying it's good. It's just that it's common. Sure. I mean, I don't disagree with it being a common trope, but I just think it's stupid. I mean, yeah. And if you did that in real life to someone, I would recommend (laughs) you just like go on to someone new. Sure. But I also, I, I don't think the trope works as well when, in this case, we have confirmation from Mitch that he is also very into Stephanie. Like, yeah. that's where I feel like it falls apart a but, little bit. But just because you're into someone and they're into you doesn't mean that you should just go for it right away, you know? Sure. It doesn't also mean that you're like, oh, yeah, immediately we're doing this and I totally get everything about this. Like, sometimes you still need to figure out where you're at and how you feel and all the, the weird intricacies of love. Like it's, it's a weird, weird thing and you can't just always accept it at face value. Yeah. I I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. It just does feel kind of shitty to like, if you're going to be like, Oh, I remember one thing and then have it not be that like either don't say that you were delirious the whole time or don't, say that you only remember one thing, but it's not you saying I love you like that. I don't know. That feels a little manipulative to me. Val, did you did you like uh, this scene or do you have any thoughts on that? I think that she if she did really wish she hadn't said it or didn't want to talk about it, I don't think she should have said anything. I think she just should right. let it go. Agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it was bad. I just think it's 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 a common Writing, bless you. It's a common writing trope of the 90s and 2000s. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why I made fun of you there. That that was mean. Uh, you know, it, it was. Uh, there was, there was, I can think of a lot of, like, especially teenage, I mean, they're supposed to be in their, she's supposed to be, like, 30 and he's supposed to be like, you know, 92 years old or something. And this was popular in a lot of what? teen dramas. Uh, hmm. I, at least. So, like, it's a very common teen drama trope of them to be doing this because teenagers don't understand how to actually interact with their feelings. 
their teenagers. Sure. So do people basically under 25. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's extending a trope that's commonly used for young people to older people, but just treating them like they're young and youthful. I I almost got mad at you for saying people under 25 because I was like, hey, I'm under 25. And then I realized that I am very much not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say where that. I am. <laughs> and then, Val, you're not under 25 anymore. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, hey, I was saying that you're mature and you know things now. And you're a proud, independent woman. I am a mature woman. <laughs> that, too, I guess. Um, um, let's move yeah, on. Let's see. Let's uh, let's finish up this episode. Uh, we've got two more scenes. One is that Matt is like, hey, CJ, we're on the beach and I don't really care how long it takes you to pay me back that five thousand dollars I loaned you. And CJ's like, oh, you know, I think I'll pay it off right now. Because uh, she went back to the casino with that chip that the pit boss gave her and won just like a shit ton of it. And she's like, you know, I figured out the one way to break my gambling addiction, and that is to give away all the money I won. What? Which, to be fair, I am not a gambling addict, but I don't feel like that would do it. Yeah. Um, There's no lesson so, learned. Here. Yeah. I thought she was going to say, I'm going to go to rehab. No, <laughs> right. she not this show. They're not, they don't do rehab or therapy in this show. If they do do therapy, yeah. it's like, here's a here's a quack. Mm-hmm. Um, but so she's going to give it all away to some charity that helps protect the bay. Um, and and not Windows by Guido. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which which is, in case you all have been wondering... Uh, how we end this episode, we do get to see the resolution of uh, Windows by Guido, uh, which is that he is washing the window of Mitch's tower um, and is like, I wanted to scam Mrs. Kendallworth out of my out of her money, but she was too interested in having sex with me. And so then I couldn't do it. Um, and Mitch thinks this is very funny and not fucking awful. Um so he finishes up cleaning the window and is like, there we go. It's perfect. And then who should show up? But Mrs. Kenilworth to chase Guido across the beach again, um, because that's a funny and good plot line that I don't hate. Um, and then uh, as they run away, we hear the dialogue that they are saying at exactly the same volume. And it's very clearly ADR'd. Um, and then the episode ends. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some ratings here. Um, mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, where one is discovering that love is dead, and ten is discovering that you have a gold prospecting 49er uncle who left you a gold boot in his will. You know what? First, let's start with Morgan. Morgan, what were your thoughts? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I didn't like it. Um, I don't remember what I rated part one. I think you um, rated it a three. That sounds about right. Um, I felt like this had all the same problems of part one, in addition to just... Baywatch has almost never had enough material for a two-parter. It's always one episode worth of material that they have stretched over two weeks. Um, and this did not feel any different to me. Um, 
but was even thinner on on plot and content and anything. Uh, so I think I'm going to give this one a two. Um, and I'm going to say that a two is the experience of, um, you know, you you're dying of hypothermia and you do finally make it to land, but uh, you're too delirious to know that you should take off your clothes and walk around to, like, build up heat and not be sitting in cold, wet clothes, and the person you're with is just way too fucking stupid to ever suggest that as a means of self-preservation. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's my rating. Wow. Uh, wow, wow, wow. Uh, Valerie, I feel like you have some different opinions. I do. <laughs> my rating is I love it when when you go to Arby's and you order a large curly fry mm-hmm. and and there's multiple of those really tight corkscrew mm. fries Ooh. in there, you know, because most of the time you only get like one or two, but sometimes you get like six or eight of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's just fucking gold. And that's winning. And that is an eight in my book. Wow. And uh, to, before we get to uh, to your review, Michael, I, I do want to remind you of of Sand Crab 722's 10 out of 10 review. Mm-hmm. Victorian children <laughs> play in the leaves. What more could you want? OMG, hostages, sharks, perfect episode. Don't miss it. I was actually going to have you read that. Um, would you also like to read the, uh, the bomber? I have it up right here. Would you like to read the Bombers Fly Up review as well? I can't can't figure out how to open. Oh, wait, there it is. Okay. Three out of ten. <laughs> this <laughs> this double episode has it all. Thought Mitch would wrestle the shark. Nothing this guy can't do. Then there's Summer with the karate kick. Brilliant. Egert. Yeah, Nicole Egert plays Summer. Oh, <laughs> nice. Why did they give a three out of ten, but they're written? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> their written review like, is so they're, glowing. At this, at this point. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like much more than a three out of ten. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, they have uh, resigned to being sarcastic uh, about it and just hating themselves, I think. Yeah. Oh, well, Sand Crab, if you're listening, mad respect. <laughs> 722. Uh, Michael, how about you? What's your rating for this one? Um, I'm going to give it higher than what Morgan gave it. Um, I don't think I hated it as much as Morgan did. But I, I wasn't having a lot of fun. I think I, I think I enjoyed it more than part one, though. Um, there were just a few parts of it extra where I thought, eh, okay, that's that's cool. Um, so I'm going to give it a three and a half uh, because I don't feel like a four truly describes the thing that I'm going to describe next. Um, <laughs> Because uh, a four seems too positive, but I do have to rate it higher than the last episode because of the preamble I just gave. And All right. therefore, a three and a half is the experience of being banned from the Saw the Hedgehog official movie Discord, which I have mm. been banned from. Uh, you now you see it's not a one. Uh, you know, it is traumatic. Um, I will be telling my therapist about it. Uh, and saying that this is proof that no one loves me and that uh, no one actually wants to be around me ever uh, and they don't like my jokes. Mm. Uh, 
But at the same time, it's probably for the best because it means I get to avoid all the the nasty communities that Sonic brings with it. You know, all the <laughs> the, the weird uh, misanthropes who who think that you know just because some anthropomorphized hedgehog can run fast, so too can they run from their problems or something like that. Mm. You know, um, and it also means I don't have to watch this Discord that I was looking at all the time going like what the fuck is going to happen next i gotta be in here and now i just have one less thing to distract me while i you know work 11 hour days destroying my brain uh that was today uh and Uh, (laughs) it wasn't great uh so yeah i think the experience of, of being banned from the discord it's you know, it's good, but it also is maybe the most traumatic thing I've ever had happen in my life. Uh, even worse than drowning, near drowning. <laughs> um, because, you know, at least with that, I had like a sweet release, potentially. And there's no sweet yeah. release from uh, from being banned from the Sonic Discord. Um, but on a more positive note, let's talk about <laughs> the next episode, which is called The Tower. And the Baywatch wiki description is a murderer escapes from prison. Kilmer, I don't know the fuck that is, and Stephanie drive to Summer's Tower where Kilmer takes them hostage. Hobie makes a periscope for his science class. Wow. Um, Now, the INDB description is an escaped psychopath takes Summer and Stephanie hostage in a lifeguard tower at Baywatch and wounds Slade in the process. Oh, fuck, it's a Slade episode. Oh, God. I was hoping we were done with Slade. Uh, Me too. With the tower laden with explosives and surrounded by heavily armed policemen, Mitch and Matt attempt a rescue before the maniac has a chance to escape and kill Summer and Stephanie in the process. Um... Huh. Yeah, it sounds wild. Um Yeah. And uh yeah, I don't I don't know what to expect, but you know what I do expect? That is that dear listener, in the future you will be hearing more from our one of our favorite guests on this podcast, Valerie. Absolutely. Oh my god. Who we absolutely love nice. to have on as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank I, you so much for coming back on, Val. Not only do I love Baywatch and this podcast, but I love y- you both. Oh, so we love you too. Thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. But I've you know had a blast, and you know, huh? You know what's going to make you love us less is that there's probably going to be like whatever episode you get slotted into for season four is going to be the one that you hate. <laughs> like, I, I just think probably it, that's going to happen. Which, by the way, Valerie, why not? Get first dibs, start looking at the episodes now, and tell us which one you yeah. want. Honestly, I think I should get first dibs since I am your most frequent seasoned guest. You are yeah. you are an expert of this show. Oh, it's true. Yeah. You've you've watched I'll the take show. A, I'll take a gander. I'll take a gander at the episode. <laughs> yeah, take I'll a look. I'll see what Sand Crab has to say. I want to pick one that Ooh. Sand Crab loves because I want, I just feel like he knows what's up. Well, yeah, which you got to get in his head. Well, you got to get in both of their heads. <sighs> you know, you got to, you know, you got to play coy with both of them. You know, lead them on, hmm. you know. Can't I'm a 722 fan. I don't care about the other Sand Crab. Yeah. yeah. Fuck 277. 
Wait, is that an area code? Wait, two. Hold on a second. Two. Oh, God. Turn on NumLock. Okay, 277 area code is Virginia. Nope, not in use. Okay, wait. Uh, what about 722? That is. Uh, not nope. in use. Fuck. Uh, how is how how are both of these not in use? Oh wait, they do say that area code seven seven two serves the Treasure Coast of the state of Florida. Ah, yeah. So if anybody is in Hobie Sound, Hobie Sound, Hmm. Florida, uh, you know, wow, uh, what an appropriate uh, what an appropriate town. Yeah. Um. Don't contact us. That's the point. <laughs> Valerie, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Ooh, let's see. Um, <laughs> or just oh make our, our our listeners more aware of even. Oh, okay. Let me. <laughs> that change. Okay. Yeah, I, I, kn- I know what I want to. I think I know what I want your readers to know. All right, readers. Wow. I keep I keep seeing. Okay, I'm about to use a word, and I don't know if I made it up or not, but skinfluencers. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. You know, like skinfluencers? Are these you know, people like, who market skin? Uh, there is a guy on The Bachelor who does that. Skincare. Ah. Oh, my God. This is real. I just looked this up. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, maybe I saw that somewhere and it stopped. They are obsessed oh, um, with all things skin. I Okay. I need you all to to stop putting lemons directly onto your skin. It's not good for your face. If you want to brighten up your face, use a nice vitamin C serum. But you need to not put the lemon directly onto your face. And that's and that's what I want your beef boys to know. So I think I think that's very useful information. So, Valerie, I actually am aware of someone or people who do that. So I follow this person on Instagram who uh, I guess her main thing is that she uh, she's a pixie cut influencer. Um, mm. And but then she, of course, you have to move into other things. because You can't just be once you have your haircut, you can't be like, well, I got to cut it again today um, because you can only cut it so much. Uh, so she started moving into skin stuff. And I saw her recently, like, squeeze lemon on her face and then eat it. And I was like, surely there's better usage of the lemon. Like, just eat it. Don't don't even yeah. waste the juice. Just eat it all. Ugh. Have you seen the Instagram? I haven't seen it in a couple of years, but it's it haunts me. There's this Instagram account of this woman who just smashes her face into various kinds of bread. <laughs> what? That sounds like my ideal. <laughs> I will have to find it wait, for wait, you. Wait. Uh, I, I could probably find it right now. Hold on. Woman smashes face. No, actually, you know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I mean, this was a few years ago. She (laughs) probably has copycats. Hold hold on, hold on. Hey, Google. Holding. What's the Instagram of the woman who smashes her face into bread? (laughs) Bread face blog. Okay. All right. (laughs) I just opened it up. I'm, you know, I was going to search it, but then I remembered I'm on my brother-in-law's computer, and so maybe I won't. (laughs) I'm sure. I am sure Robert is fine. Oh, my God. She does just smash her. (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> what? Oh, there's like compilations. Oh, what is this? Oh, oh. 
Okay. Oh, no. Are you looking at this? I am not. Um, yeah, now she's opened up a Patreon. Um, sure. Uh, oh, my. Sorry, Morgan, please. You got to like, just please for a second. Just send me send me a link. OK, well, here you go, Morgan. Uh, here's the bright I want, face. I want future podcast guests to also be able to enjoy this. Oh, no, no. Okay, no, no. Watch this one, actually. Watch this one. <laughs> Jesus, what have I done? <laughs> uh, no, I'm, saying this one, I'm saying this one's a crab stompers. Just that way both of us can know which one I'm oh. talking about. Well, yeah, I mean, it's exactly what you said it was. I don't... Mm-hmm. Six years, I'm telling you. Huh. Six I mean, years of bread. If that's Does she I, ever eat the bread is what I want to know. Oh, she just did why, in the video that I'm watching. Why do 60,000 people watch this video? Oh, I, yeah. Well, I mean, we're doing it. <laughs> I like how her I like how her job title on her on her bio is motivational speaker. OK, so that is very good. <laughs> you know, but she also does some other things. I want to highlight this one for you where the description is my cum face. Oh, and it's just uh, hair with a with a fake set of teeth. Sounds like oh. she's getting into some into some other uh, niche areas. But some, when I uh, first found her, it was strictly bread. <laughs> some uh, some spicier areas of the Internet. Yeah, some some, you know, uh breadier areas more more meat mm-hmm. to them oh she should smash her face into like just steak Ugh. oh sloppy no, steaks <laughs> sloppy Ugh. steaks sloppy steaks <laughs> so now i need to find out everything about this person um clearly because you know um oh no sorry last um, thing is i went to her patreon and it told me that this is 18 plus and i'm very yeah worried. Um, well, did you see that the $30 a month tier is just called Footboys, and it has no other description? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, um, or, or if you want a video of her covering herself in sweetened condensed milk, you can do that for $50. Do you think that I could pay her to cover herself in McDonald's sweet and sour sauce? I think it is absolutely worth a shot. Um. Yeah, I mean, look, I feel like for enough money, I would. You could pay me to do something like that, but I mean, you want to pay me? Make it happen. Yeah. Anyways, um, on that note, on th- yeah, on that note, on that uh, note, if anyone on this, any one of our listeners wants to pay us to do stuff, um, pay us. Yeah. Hey. I don't, I'm not included in that. I'm just a guest. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Morgan and I, Morgan and I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have very low standards. Yeah, same. Um, <laughs> and maybe Sandcrab722 if he wants, if he's yeah. open to it. I feel like, you know, maybe Sandcrab722 and I could maybe hit it off. I I think that uh, love is in the air. Mm. That's what I think. What else is in the air? Uh, <laughs> is it? The I, I also think... That I need to thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. I am at Morgan P. Thrapp. 
I am at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. We'll see you next week. And just remember, if you want to smush your face into something or do other content with food, there's a market for it. Just, you know, start doing it. People start paying you. Just get a permission slip first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.